Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm Fuck your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. What up, fuckers? How you doing? Welcome to another lovely, lively episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christine Hutchinson. I was going to start introduce myself as America's most hated podcaster, Corinne oh, Fisher. Isn't that fun? I'm just leaning in. Honestly, I want to be the Might best well. at something. So if I, I, I'm never going to be the most liked and like ill boring. Um, so I would like to yeah. be the most hated. I'm now Who wants to be liked. I'm now gonna. I'm gonna now championing it. it this, it's like it reminds you of when I was in high school and I uh, asked everyone to vote for me for most unique, which like is normally the category that no one would want to get because it means you're the biggest freak. And I was like campaigning for it and I won by a landslide. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Graduating class of 620. Not an easy feat, but I did it. True, true, true. I, I got a superlative too. It's it's fun to get a superlative. It, what it was makes your superlative? Most likely to see their name in lights. Oh, you see? Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, 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 mine was basically the modern superlative of like most likely to get burned at the stake. <laughs> and I think it's playing and, out. And mine was if we don't give this award to her, she might kill herself. Okay. <laughs> Guys, if you want to email us, it's sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com. Make the subject line interesting, or you can email us from our website as this gentleman did. There's, so there's no subject line, but he's a 31 year old man. Oh, give it to me. Hello, I'm 31. And I recently. Recently, I've been trying to get back out on dates again, and it's been a very long time since I tried to meet someone new. I was in a relationship for almost nine years and have since been single for four years since the breakup. By choice, getting to find who, out who I was again, enjoying things on my own and working on an, in internal issues with myself. I have met a few people here and there, but nothing really made a connection. But then some of my friends set me up on a blind date and I was nervous as hell, but it went great. Not your spelling. Your spelling is bad, but that's okay because mine (laughs) is too. We had talked for three hours and exchanged numbers. I offered to walk her to her car and she was like, you don't have to because it's raining. But I thought that that was the polite thing to do. So we ended up walking to where she was parked. We hugged and we kissed. I was like, whoa, that happened, but in a good way. I'm very bad at picking up social cues. We wished one another a safe drive home. <laughs> well, how romantic. A few days had passed and we've been texting each other. And I, I just wanted like a simple email. You Hope know? you don't crash. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's such a cryptic thing to say. What to is somebody. this, the notebook? <laughs> uh, a few days had passed and we'd been texting each other. And I asked again if she would like to have another date. And she was really honest and was feeling overwhelmed with a new apartment and the move and, and a new apprenticeship at a tattoo shop. And asked if we could be friends because she needs to get her foot back on the ground with all these life changes happening. And I was like, yeah, no problem. We had continued to talk, but less thus like a few times a week. I didn't want to bombard her and make her feel like I was all up in her business. Like, but she was like, hey, you should come up, get a tattoo at some point. And I did. You should get this permanent thing. to Yeah, so that we could spend some time together and get to know each other. Let me permanently tattoo your skin. What's the worst that could happen? I'm oh. practicing. Oh, my God. The appointment went well. I was her last client of the day, and we had a great time during the session filled with laughter, exchanging music, talking about life, and it felt like a second date. She was left to close up the shop when I was done. After the tattoo she finished, I paid her, and we hugged, and it felt like a longer, more intimate hug. Like no. you would give. Mm-hmm. You paid. You would, you're not dating. If yeah. you would give to someone you like but after the hug we had this awkward exchange of eye contact like should we kiss 
but we didn't. I feel like I should have gone for it, but I also wanted to keep it professional because it was her place of work. Good call. But we have talked since the appointment and I really feel a connection with her and want to tell her how I really feel, but I don't want to lose a friend or sound needy. You're not that close of friends. You have nothing to lose. I (laughs) don't want to lose a friend or sound needy or like I'm not respecting her wishes. What I'm asking for help is should I tell her or wait it out a bit more and see where this friendship goes? Thank you. It's just a nice, simple, hey, I like this chick. What should I do email? And I appreciate that. You have nothing to lose. Just say, hey, I'm, I'm interested in, in taking you out on a second date, but I know you're really overwhelmed at the moment. So, you know, as you get settled in your new environment with all these changes going on, um, let me know and I'd love to take you out again. You don't have anything to lose except for a friendship you didn't want in the first <laughs> place. Exactly. And you, uh, apparently the only thing you had to gain was a tattoo. And you did. You already did that. And you so. paid for it. You paid for so it. So you didn't really, I mean, you could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Also, the thing is, it's like, it, you know, I, I know there's a lot of um, talk around the phrase uh, friend, being friend zoned and how misogynistic it is. And like, that's the only place that I friend zone uh, so many guys. women have oh, yeah. in men's lives. And I and I do and I do agree to a certain extent. But I also think that like once you get into these like older years of adulthood, you're just not really in the market for it's not like when you're a kid when you're always in the market for a new friend Mm. so whether you're a man or a woman or whatever your sexual orientation is like i think it's okay to clarify when meeting new people in a romantic with when it has a a romantic start a romantic lead in as this did that you are merely interested in pursuing a romantic relationship and it and not a friend and not a friend and that's okay if you don't want a new friend yeah but you're, you're being a very respectful, nice young man, which right. is nice. But it's like he's like he. But he's like he's saying that you're saying the nice thing. But but your last the, your your last sentence says uh, uh, waited about out a bit more and see where this friendship goes. Right. What? And so there's an invisible ellipses there, and that says hopefully in her pants. Yeah. And like you don't you don't hopefully seem like that kind of guy. Get you a pussy. But that's what you mean. That's what yeah. you want though. You know? Yeah. And I don't think that you're like a crude guy and like you only want pussy. I think you do actually want to pursue a real you relationship. You feel a connection with this yeah. person. And you're tr- because you're trained as such. You were in a nine year relationship. That's kind of all you know. Right. Your whole adult life you've been in relationships. So that, that's why you're acting politely and not like a fucking monster. Um, Which is good for you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But also just as much as um, uh, you don't know no no man or woman has to be friends with someone that they uh, went on a date with and like it, it does seem like you're kind of just sticking around for that so like might as well be upfront about it and be yeah. like you know I do like you I like it spending time with you but and, and, and like say it like don't make it seem like a trick say like the reason that uh, I was I went out with you was because I was interested in pursuing a romantic relationship with you and now that some time has passed I'd like to check in again because those feelings still stand That's yeah it. yeah and just make sure she's not keeping you around because she likes somebody who likes her around oh gosh yes because yes. as a gal who's done that uh, and I've, I've seen my guy friends go through that and I've seen I've seen it happen in every which way it's not an evil thing to do it's just it's a thing that happens so just be mindful of it that's all I'm not saying that's what she's doing but just be mindful because you know? she kind of did already tell you no yeah like, but but sometimes for me, like I know I, I, I'll say friend zone because I don't know if I like you yet, you know, and I have to like be around you and, and watch you exist without the added pressure of is this going anywhere? Yeah. So for me, that honestly helps. But so here's the caveat to that that I want to ask you, Christina. Yes, so sir. He he approached this uh, reply to the first date asking for a second date. And yeah. Even, even though she said, I would like to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
she could have said if she doesn't know how she feels about him yet and yeah. and like thinks maybe he could be a friend maybe I could be into him wouldn't you go on the second date instead of saying the right clue, out of the gate right so the clue for me was she said she feels very overwhelmed by her personal circumstances and the things that have changed in her life mm-hmm. and as somebody who's currently overwhelmed by my certain uh, present circumstances and has gone on dates during this time like first dates and, and second dates I've I understand just being dizzy from it all and just going, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Can we just exist in a friendship context? Because I feel a little crazy. So I, I'm just saying if that's how she's feeling, mm-hmm. I could understand that that be the case. Yeah, the problem with personal circumstances is like a lot of times it's someone lying to you, but yes. sometimes it's sometimes not. Sometimes it's not. Because <laughs> I, I or was going to say. Maybe, or maybe, and I just have to find this out, I don't like you enough to right. want to get date you. Like that could also And be I think the case. that's also that. So I think like, could you possibly date for a little while? Yeah, but like, you deserve someone who's like enthusiastic yeah. about you. Yeah. Is, is kind of what it boils down to when we give advice to anyone. Yeah. 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 Somebody who thinks the world of you. And then you think the world of them. Yeah. Man, that sounds nice, huh? Mm. And obviously, you know what that's like if you were in a nine year <laughs> like, relationship. Like, and I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Please end this wouldn't loneliness. It'd be nice. <laughs> Chad, you can't dock me if I'm singing it like that. Was oh, that, that the Beach Boys song? Yeah. Oh, that was the, the grunge version. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if we had a loving partner? <laughs> I think uh, I think when Chad was tired of us calling him out in um in the episode, so he wrote us in our last legal email. He's like, "We're just gonna say that when you do do your yeah. own interpretations, it's like talking through it." <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. talking yourself it's out, inter- jumping off I a thought, cliff. I thought he said artistic interpretation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He said, "Oh, it's the anti-suicide efforts, yeah. Chad." He, he, Thank you. He goes legally. I think we can just put this under the umbrella of uh, parody, and please yes, stop mentioning me parody, during your, right. your, during your horror show. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. <laughs> Allegedly, Chad called us whores, and I am pissed. JK, Chad, we know you know we won't do you dirty like that. Chad, okay. Chad gets a free ad on every show. I know. Yeah. People we'll just never email. tell you where he works. Though. People just Googling Chad lawyer. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. He's ours. Hope you don't live in Connecticut, asshole. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we're trying. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green. 
emerald and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Guys, see us live. Oh, I didn't copy and paste that one date. It's We're going to be in Georgia. In, it's Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia. the Center Stage Theater, and it is on September September 10th. It's a Saturday. Atlanta, so Georgia. It's September Saturday, 10th. September 10th, everybody. We're going to be in you. So get, get ready. Save the date. Save your dollars. And then we're going to see you there. Uh, I don't think the ticket link is up yet because I checked over the weekend. Uh, it should be up soon so the second it is it's going to be on all of our link trees and on sorry about last night uh no at what's our website yeah sorry, sorry about, about last night comedy <laughs> i want to die you guys <laughs> i've been battling such awful thoughts that i'm honestly impressed that I can it's talk. sorry about last night com uh, comedy.com comedy. Dot com. yeah it is yeah yeah Ooh. Yeah, it's oh, look at that beautiful picture it's of us. An, it's an updated, we updated yeah. the, the old website when, when the special came out. Well, we're hot. So it's, oh, I should be happier. Wow. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, so it's a big, uh, a, a big uh, date um, on our hopeful uh, theater tour. So yeah. Atlanta, no um, you're pressure, a, but everything depends on, on you. Yeah, you're one of our <laughs> test markets before a promoter will feel safe enough promoting our theater tour. So please, let's sell this out. September 10th, Atlanta, Georgia. We'll see you there. Yeah. It's not easy to get a theater tour in the times of COVID, guys. Yeah. Uh, and also, you can hear us at other places. I have a solo podcast called The Voices in Our Heads. It's available on iTunes for 89 episodes. And all of the most recent episodes are available on patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. And I have at least two um, Zoom dates per month for everybody that's a patron where we um, do group lamenting. I'm not calling it group therapy because I'm not a licensed therapist, but it's group lamenting where I ask you questions about what's going on in your life and then I forget about my problems for a second and then we all cry and it's honestly, it's really cathartic and special. Oh, group lamenting. I thought you were, it was one word like group lamenting where you just get into a group and compliment each other. And Ew. I'm, and I'm Ew. Like, what? Sign oh, me up. Oh, God. What? Sign so me up. Group lamenting. Yeah, got group it. lamenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Patreon.com, Christina Hutchinson. And See then there. if you want to uh, cry about exterior things. Yeah, that's also very healthy. But also laugh. Um, you can listen to Without a Country. It is my comedy news show with Shane Smith. It's comedy and news in that we roast the real news. It's not comedy news like The Onion where it's fake articles. So it's real news uh, presented to you by comedians. And the kind of the, the point of the show is to present... Uh, the news the way a regular person would read it. We're not pundits. We don't have like a a bias other than our own opinions and experiences in our life. We're both from different places. Shane's from Utah, grew up very poor. I'm from New Jersey. I grew up middle class. Like, I mean, I, I think it's a, a pretty fun show. And uh, that comes out every Saturday on YouTube. It's called Without a Country. You can also listen to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, hmm. that's Without a Country. 
And if you haven't rated and reviewed Guys We Fucked on the Apple Podcast app and followed us on the Apple Podcast app, please do that. And youtube.com slash guys we fucked without the you and fucked holds a treasure trove of free content, including our special day, the debut comedy special of Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Uh, it's self-produced and it's really fucking good. So keep watching it, keep commenting on it. And uh, you can also get uh, episodes of the Dumb Bitch Woo Woo Hour, which is uh, us being silly and fun. Because if we don't laugh, we'll cry. And At least for me. And as always, uh, if you want to get uh, an ad-free experience, if you want to get episodes a week early, and if you want to get uh, 20 bonus episodes a year, you can become a Luminary subscriber by going to luminary.link slash GWF. We appreciate anyone who has subscribed so much. And as a reminder, we now talk about Apple Podcasts a lot because Luminary is an official channel on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Yeah. I know some Luminary subscribers being like, why are you talking about Apple? Mm. It's because they're joined now. Yeah. Legally joined. Okay? There you go. That's why. They're, everything we say has a reason. All right. I mm-hmm. promise you. Mm-hmm. I promise you the show seems like it's, uh, you know, loose. It's tight. Yeah. Like our <laughs> vaginas. tight. Okay. Because we're not as big a horse as you think. It's tight. Oh, uh, God. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. I, uh, I just. I'm Fake get- this out. Uh, I'm just getting fucking work done That's like That's my thing I'm getting work done And I uh, Every week There is something To be angry about As a woman Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And you know As the saying goes If you're not angry You're not paying paying attention A hundred percent I know everyone's like Ah I want to go on Instagram And look for A lipstick (laughs) collar And I want to buy What eyeshadow is that girl Do whatever you want Where'd you get your shoes You do whatever you want Let me do whatever I want Which is extensive research For fun Okay (laughs) Yeah, let her live. Sorry, I don't seem laid back enough for you. Maybe because you know what? If someone has to do something other than look at the lipstick, honestly, it's you and And I still have a nice lipstick. You know, you know, and you're not going to get to know what it is. There's two women that right now that are pushing people to be like, you should be mad, and it's you and Greta Thunberg. Thank you. Oh, Greta, I think she's like, why aren't you more pissed? And I'm like, you're right. You got a point. I mean, I feel like Greta at this point just wanted some days off of school. <laughs> I wrote a joke about that. I, I go, because I was scrolling. I do follow I mean, her on Instagram. I would too. I follow her on Instagram and it was like, you know, day 385 of school, cli- uh, you know, school strike for climate. And she's like laying in the grass and I go, Oh, this she's pulling a Ferris Bueller on. <laughs> she really is a genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She got I knew it. it. I knew it. She, re- yeah, no, she's smart as fuck. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, uh, I, I, I've, I just like really want to take in content where I, I learn more and specifically about being a woman, um, in the world and in the entertainment business because I want to. That's what I do. That's what I do for a living, mm-hmm. and I want to be really well informed about it and. Um, I, I mentioned on without a country that there's so many problems in the world. And I think I mentioned this. Yeah. I mentioned this on guys. We fucked a couple of weeks ago that it's, you, you become overwhelmed very easily. Like yes. you have to story my life. I, I mean, I was reading about recycling this weekend and it's like a lot of recycling, especially of plastics is kind of called like wish cycling. And like, it has to be dry. It has to be all these things. So a lot of the, t- this, the time we're spending on recycling, we should have just not. It's a waste. Um, mm. yeah, it's, it's a waste. really frustrating. It's a waste, pun fully intended. 
and uh, I didn't even mean it. Um, wow. and, and so there's so much things to do. And then, you know, and then there's school shootings and active shootings and shootings in supermarkets and uh, Black Lives Matter and it's Pride Month. And it's like, it's overwhelming so how many hatred. things you have to care about. Um, and, yes. I, and I really, really do feel, and this is again, this is just the way I have decided to go about it, um, is like, I think we should all care about something other than our own families and selves because yeah. that's what that's not fucking being a an, an activist which we call it now because people need titles to feel like they're like you know they need a title to to do something nice like oh mm. give me a label so i can feel amazing about the nice thing i'm doing i fucking hate when people call us activists we're just active concerned fucking citizens as everyone should be yeah um and so what i realized is like i just need to focus in on on one area where i can actually make a difference be really well versed in it uh learn as much as i can about it so for me that is going to be women's issues and feminism and that's it that's it i'm taking this to the grave that's it i want to do some dog an animal rescue along the way honestly that's more like for me and because i love being around animals and i think we treat them badly but that's not like what i'm going to be outspoken about as much um and so i leaned into that a lot uh, over the weekend, ordered a lot of feminist literature, and uh, additionally watched a not Netflix documentary, which I cannot believe I haven't watched yet because it's right up my alley. It screams my name, uh, which is This Changes Everything. Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, women in the entertainment business, uh, a lot about directors. And for those of you who don't know, I have a BFA in directing from the School of Visual Arts, shout out SVA, class of 2007. Woo! And um, so I'm really invested and interested in, in this. And and I uh, t- highly recommend that you all watch it because I think a lot of times what I've noticed from being in the entertainment business so long and also before that being so obsessed with it is that when we talk about celebrities and we talk about uh, the entertainment business, we're all kind of a part of it because as consumers, you guys are very much a part of it. Obviously, oh, yeah. you drive it. Yeah. Um, but I think that you're driving an industry that you know very little about. And I don't say that in like a shitty demeaning way. It's just like from someone on the inside, seeing the way that you talk about it, you think it's a lot like less contrived than it is. I mean, just I mean if if there's kind of a metaphor for the entertainment business it's when we were all watching uh, Laguna Beach and we thought it was real for a while oh <laughs> you know that's the yeah. whole business because one time I did see Kristen at a bar and Steven in Laguna Beach and I was like oh my god they're friends that's yeah. crazy oh I was with you right wait, wait, wait. I think so oh oh, and then oh there was a, no and there was another time we I think we met a couple of those cast members along yeah, the way yeah when I was like low. with my mom and I saw them in a gas station or something but yeah they're uh, and so that's just it, it is what it is and you know that if there's anything that is like less important well I think it's kind of important that I'm well versed in it's celebrity like that's yeah. what two less only girls was all about and so I uh yeah, and they and they talk a lot a lot about in this documentary about the film uh, Thelma and Louise, which is very close to Christina and my mm. hearts, and <clears throat> and uh, it, that changed Gina Davis's life. That film changed her life, and part of what changed her life about it was that she realized um, that people hadn't really seen strong female uh, characters in movies before. Like, if you watch movies, a lot of times women's are women are a secondary character. I mean, until modern times, we've changed it a little bit. But if you just do it by like a numbers game, even in recent years, uh, there's still so many more male-driven films than female-driven films. Yeah. And, and then it's and then if we go from uh, on screen 
screen to off screen, now the numbers are doubling, tripling, quadrupling of how many men versus how many women on set. Um, and so the film kind of just talks a lot about how when directing started, it was mostly a women's game, actually, because they thought it was just going to be like some silly thing. And then when the movie business really took off, uh, men were like, now we do it. Yeah. Men booted all the women out because they realized that it was going to they were going to get fame. They were going to get money. It was going to be a fucking big, big deal. But if you go back to the silent era, <laughs> ironically, uh, it was full of women. Um and uh, and it's proven in this thing that they describe in the in the documentary called the CSI effect that when we see women or anyone for that matter, but this was specifically talking about women, when we see women doing things like being a forensic, uh, you know, researcher or being a lawyer or being something other than a housewife or a mom, nothing wrong with those things, but that's what well, kind of all we've seen for um, many years prior. Uh, it, it really does. It truly encourages women to pursue those things in real life. So strong women characters actually create strong women in society it's, a, it's an imprint on society because it's, it's also like that with non-white people you see non-white exactly. people be criminals in every fucking movie you're exactly. like are you come on mm-hmm. and so it's the same it's the same exact things um and you, you know yeah. you, you know they talk about the the bechdel test obviously we know about that which just means that it has to have one scene where two women are talking about something other than a dude and it's very crazy <laughs> how hard that test uh, is to pass. Um, and I think that the main thing that's the call to action that I wanted to talk about from this film is such a simple thing that everyone can do. So on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the website that that you know uses uh, viewers to rate movies, it's like we become Siskel and Ebert ourselves. Uh, 77.8% of the registered users on Rotten Tomatoes are men. Okay, oh. and that's a problem because it a lot of people go to Rotten Tomatoes to see what films to see. Wow! And no matter what you know, no matter how progressive you are, we all have um, a, a bias. And I would like to say that women's bias is towards women, but I don't mm, actually no, feel I that way. No, I think we way. internalize the sexism that's I feel like uh, hoisted upon us. Yeah, I feel like everyone's bias is towards men. And I remember years ago learning about this in film school from the most feminist professor I had. And I'm sure I met her with a little bit of eye rolling back then because she did say things like herstory long before we've been saying herstory on tote bags. And so I laughed <laughs> at it then because I always am uh, was a fucking cheeky cunt um <laughs> but I, I i was really thinking about it and one thing that she said with me that stuck with me all these years is that women get paid less and are, their their films do less good sometimes a lot of times like in the box office it has been shown that like people do like to see female-led films but it still doesn't it still doesn't tilt the industry to make more of them um but Women, heterosexual women are always willing to go see a film with their boyfriend. So a lot of these like mm -hmm. Marvel movies, the superhero movies, any of these, they're always doing well because they're selling like double the tickets. But the rom-coms, the female, the, the art house films or whatever it is that, that women stereotypically like to see, the men aren't returning the favor. Mm -hmm. And not only is that fucking unjust in your relationship, it's unjust because it makes it, it, it continues to feed misogyny and the entertainment business. And I know this is a heavy way to think about a Friday night at the movies, but bitches, that's who I am. You know me by now. It's been almost a decade of doing this show. Everything I think about is heavy. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, and it's important. And so uh, register yourself on Rotten Tomatoes to be a reviewer. We need more women reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And give a 
amazing um, female-directed, female-led films a, that you like. That you like, not just shit ones. Yeah. A good rating. Yeah. It's like a moment out of your day. It's yeah. this little thing. Because I know we always feel so <sighs> overwhelmed with everything that we, like all these things we have to do. And I was like, and when I saw that, Mm, in the uh, yeah. in the documentary, I go, what a small thing that we can all yeah. do that really can change uh, the entertainment business. I want to do that for The Fallout because that was written and directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. The Fallout. That was such a fucking good movie. Yeah. That's and- a great, that's a great, uh, to do yeah and the G- Gina Davis in- Institute is so interesting because number one oh god it made me fall in love with Gina Davis all over again she's the best yeah uh, and then you know after Thelma and Louise she does A League of Their Own so yeah. good another the fucking uh, they're remaking it as a TV show right now so excited about that um, and uh, a lot of female directors got together um, to prove this and they and they tried suing and there's a lot of legal stuff that goes on but the movie also reminded me that feelings are not facts and how important important facts are and I would never want to shit on women for being more emotional um, but what you have to do when you have a feeling is you do have to follow it up with a fact just like men men do men men also have feelings they're just a lot of times like yeah. ones like anger well and my, <laughs> you know, my, my saying is always feelings aren't facts but they are clues so they're going to lead you to something and a lot of times our feelings are related to something that's not related to the fact like just something old that, but, yeah, but it, you you owe it to yourself to figure that out yeah your feeling can be an alarm and the right. alarm can and then you and then, to and then follow the alarm and look it up online and say is that is that alarm cueing me to something that I need to know about and a lot of times it is but uh, it's really hard to dispute facts and that's how they fought this and they started getting people including Mm. the head of FX to be like we have the numbers to prove that what you're saying because people just make false claims they say oh we're putting so much more women in fucking just look on TV the credits are there they can't hide it when you once you write it down right and like yeah is it annoying and and painstaking and, and, and takes up time to do this research Absolutely, but it's like if we want to get ahead, we we gotta do, well, we gotta and, do more than write a po- write a glitter on a poster board. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, and, and we do. And you're improving your sense of efficacy, of self-efficacy, of your effectiveness in the world, which will build on your self-esteem, which is also a direct way of making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. So all around, really good, really good things to do. Thank you, Corinne. <sighs> You're welcome. You know what? That's great, and we're gonna leave it at that because uh, we have a guest that uh, you know. Sometimes I think to myself, I want to have this person on the podcast. And then a lot of times we make that happen. And this is one of those instances. And I'm really proud of us. And uh, we have a really great conversation. Um, all I'm going to say about this guest is he's the host of a infrequent podcast, Pot of Wine. that <laughs> <laughs> only has 1,500 listens. So go on ahead and go to Apple Podcasts and figure that out. And um, he's also the lead singer of this little band called Third Eye Blind. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Stephen Jenkins. I'll admit that I'm not great at keeping secrets. But I'll keep this one close to the vest And I know that I can't ask too much of you If I want your respect So we can hang in silence instead
sometimes curiosity takes over And I embolden myself to ask Do you concur that this don't occur too often? Or is it just my imagination? And I mistook this for a great connection Basquiat thing. Now we have to like thank you. We try to meet. So I was at the Basquiat thing. Thank you for asking. What is that, Christina? I don't know what the. I don't know fancy stuff. Uh, Jean Michel Basquiat. Oh, I know that. Favor, just scooch the chair in a tiny bit. There you go. Nice. I hate it when they tell me what to do. Andy Warhol's protege. (laughs) Huh? No, I was saying Andy Warhol's protege. Really not his protege. You don't think so? No, no. Well, he was his own artist, but Andy Warhol kind of elevated him. Glommed on to him. Like, really? yes, you don't like Warhol? Like a syncophant. No, I love Andy Warhol. Oh, okay. We, we did a, we, we gave the proceeds to one of our albums to, to the, the Warhol Museum in, oh, uh, in Pittsburgh. No, the, the foundation doesn't need any money. Uh, we gave it to the one in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love that they museum. I've been there many times. They, they, they're, yeah. I'm going to heighten this. Sorry. Yeah. This needs to be higher. Why? I'm yelling. Yeah, but these are. Look at your nails. Thank you. I think that's a compliment. They're like the, yeah, they're like okay. the color of a Vespa. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, or yeah. traffic cone. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're gonna eat the mic, you know. It's like you're a safety girl. Yeah, flagging in. It says a lot of things. Anyway, so Jean-Michel Basquiat, yes, protege or collaborator with uh, Warhol. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he was very pro- prolific and Warhol was like, I'm gonna make one of these things and then sell 30,000 copies of it. And mm. um Basquiat was, I'm going to turn on shitty television in my place and I'm just going to do stuff and do stuff and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's going to sell for $110 million. What a life. Good yeah. plan. Well, I mean, it, it, he wasn't thinking that. He was just he was just turning it out. And that's an idea that I really like and uh, want to be just, I'm kind of more in that mode now. What? Like I- like, As an artist. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, don't- just uh, keep making stuff? So Virgil Abloh, I think that's how I pronounce it. Um, he's the off-white designer who recently died. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, he said, um, everything is prototype. Yeah. Which is really liberating, which means there is no, you're not gonna, it's not done. There's no arrival at it. This mm-hmm. is just the iteration that we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, easy to get obsessive over art and too nitpicky. It is for me and I can, it can make me just not do anything at all for yeah. a long time. Sucks or the joy it just out. makes you go like, catch the, the moment, flow. gift to the, the universe, flow. off we go. Turn well, a lot of it is one. just like, yeah, Basquiat. waiting, like uh, waiting and like, mm-hmm. oh, that I can think of a better idea. I can think of a better idea. And then you just end up not doing anything because no idea is like good enough. That's what I come across a lot. Yeah. Yep. Or make it better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to make it just right. Yeah. Do you beat yourself up? Uh-huh. Yeah. How often? <laughs> I do all the time. And now it begins. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into do it. Do you beat yourself up? <laughs> I, um. I used to beat myself up a lot, a lot of self-recrimination, and now there's a lot less. How did you overcome that? 
Uh, I think it's because I went to an osteopath. Oh. I swear to God. Wow, and then, didn't expect that. And then fucking Phoebe Bridgers put it in her song. <gasps> she got it first. Like oh, shit. The doctor put her hand on my liver, said my resentment's um, getting like weaker or something, my yeah. resentment's, which happened to me. Wow. Yeah. Did you pinpoint the, and I'm like, the I root could, of the resentment? I had that in my journal <laughs> that was ready to go in for a song. <laughs> Damn. I know you can't use it. No, it's in Garden Song. Mm. And it's such a good song. Yeah. It's such a good song. Motherfucker. Nice. So I can't write about my experiences with an osteopath. Because taken. But you could use like maybe like just creativity is taking something that's that's been done a million times and putting your own thing on it. No, I'd be a clout chaser. I'd just be like there's no way. A clout chaser? This is my You already proved you're not. This is already my authentic experience that like rearranged my life and made me like emerge back into a creative flow state. And I can't talk about it because <laughs> Phoebe did first. Okay. Okay. I understand that. It's... We thought we couldn't start a podcast 10 years ago and then we And now did. you guys have your own studio. Half this. studio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we look into this is other a, studios. Now this is what I expected. This is ours. What, what did it, you expect? Yeah. Walk us through what you thought the studio Please. was going to be like. Just shittier. Just, thank you, Steven. Yeah. Thank you so much. Now, do you did you uh, wow. do, I don't know if you remember I don't know if you remember this the I feel like Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney on SNL. Uh but in your concert at uh in New York City, uh I was shining the light on myself. Did you see that? No. No, you didn't see that. How would I see that? Because she was in the front row shining a weird look. I did? Yeah. But you maybe you were thinking about other stuff, which makes sense. You were working. I basically I was like, how am I going to stand out? So I took the flashlight on my phone, mm-hmm. pointed it at me, and then when you were going over saying hi to people, I'm like hi. And then I was blinding myself, so I couldn't see if you looked at me. But Corinne said you looked at me and you were perplexed. If you want to stand <laughs> out, to somebody at a concert, just stop paying attention, just look away. <laughs> that, and then that's what that gets your artist, attention. Right? Wow, yeah, that self-absorbed artist. On yeah, stage be mean. Be, yeah, why is she fucking looking away? What do I have? And they'll start. Yeah. We should have known that being comedians. That was good, Christina. Right. Yeah, so you know, the one, the, the one in the audience who's like, <laughs> who you're not getting right. that one, and you just start. As a comedian, I very much relate. Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, how you're a very woo woo guy. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Woo woo is the word that my uh, Republican father calls my interest in spirituality. Uh, but like, just like healing and stuff like that. Like your the themes of your songs and the titles of your Astrology, songs. Astrology, crystals. Yeah, just the universe. Like otherworldly shit. Mm. Is that accurate to say? You talk about astrology. You've sung about astrology, and yeah. just like you know, and you're the name of your band. But I also <laughs> sing about you know that. <laughs> yeah. Third eye. Yeah. Blind. Spiritual. <laughs> Well, third eye blind, like right. It's like, doink. like yeah. it's that like, implies spiritual it's like congestion, rock, but it's all, it's it's poking it in the eye because um, I think all that stuff's bullshit. Okay, so you're not you wouldn't describe yourself as woo woo. No. Okay. No. Uh, uh, Christina's heart's breaking. I'm, no, it's okay. I'm, I, but, I don't have any expectations. I'm more. I'm more. I'm more intrigued. Okay. Have you ever had an otherworldly experience? <sighs> Like with a healer? This is the moment where you meet me and get let down. That's, oh, I have no <laughs> expectations. Like, you can't ah, let me down. I don't know. It's the pheromones or something. Um, no, I, 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 um, I, I, I sing about things that can work as metaphors or that 
uh, intrigued me in some way or that that expanded in some ways. But okay. um, when I sing about uh, astrology, uh, I was singing about it in the song God of Wine, where I'm saying it's it's fraudulent. It's, it's okay, but I like it. Yeah, and when people are talking about oh. You know, uh, we're we're in I'm, the moon is in the house of Sagittarius or <laughs> like, whatever whatever they say right now, which is, explains why we can't understand each other. Right, right, right. I love it. Yeah, I'm okay. here for it. I'm entertained by it. Yeah, I love it when somebody's really good at reading uh, tarot cards or, um, I mean, the symbol of our band is a, is a Dolly tarot card. Uh, it's the it's the death it, it's the death card has mm. a little sparrow that looks like it's dying or something mm -hmm. and that's called we call it the falling man and we stole it and <laughs> nice. blew it up and that's kind of our that's yeah that's so the you, symbol of our band yeah yeah so but you're into like spirituality a lot like meditation right i'm into meditation to me that goes but hand i'm really in hand. into science i mean science is also yeah great. I'm, i mean that's uh, important. I, I i guess i guess the the reason why i bridle a little bit at this is because If anybody says anything, everything happens for a reason, I, I fucking, I can't, I have to quit. I yeah. have to fold right there. Yeah. Um, if there's a way that you can use um, woo-woo, as you say, to, to skate out of it, to dodge it, right. anything like that, I'm not there for it. If yeah. you're entertained by it, mm -hmm. um, if you um, if if you do it and it sort of provokes conversation where we can get down to something that actually philosophically expands things, or we get down to a deeper connection, communication, great. Right. Then then it's then it's good. Yeah. But otherwise, to me, it's it's kind of entertainment. For sure. And when people actually live in it, I like patchouli. It's good. <laughs> you so you talk about I watched the uh, deep cuts about motorcycle drive by. It's a beautiful piece. Um, you talked about protecting your energy before a show. Oh, what? <laughs> I hate that movie. Oh, okay. Well, I look really bloated. You really in that are whole film. disappointing me. Thanks. No, <laughs> no. It's just because it's just when I look at it, I'm just like, God, touring's bad for you. Yeah. Listen, we. I, yeah. But it was like the end you. of the tour, and I'm just like. I have to protect my energy. <laughs> yeah. you know? Play the like, song where you wrote the song. I'm okay. dead on the couch. Yeah. Right, right, what was right, it? right. Was it drinking or just a lot of salt? What's going on? What? I mean, it's it, grueling on your body. A lot of salt. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's, you got to lay back on that. <laughs> I like salt. Well, I what I was going to ask. Touring is a salty experience. I bet. <laughs> what does that mean? Nothing. I just thought oh, it was funny on. to say. Uh, what I was going to ask you, though, is when you step on stage, you're a woman's energy, women fans, female mm. fans, which we have a lot of female fans. Uh, we go do theaters and stuff. Like it's it's mostly women. Mostly women. Their energy is intense. Women's energy is intense. And they don't even really want to fuck us for the most part. There's I know. A couple Some of them. Lesbians in training. Like, we've, I've only been scared for the most part by women. I think you'd be surprised. No, no, no. I'm not. They DM me, so I'm not surprised, but just you, still. I think you could get highly spectrumed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when a, when 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 you come out and you're playing, like the, if you said at a show, raise your hand, just in a pinch, 
How many of you women would fuck us? You'd get a lot of hands up. We'd also get we'd yeah, also get an article written in about us being predators. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. too. And then that <laughs> would be the end of your career. Yeah, everyone can't would handle. be like, they finally did it. Those whores. I'm sorry and goodbye. Those <laughs> sluts have something. Good night, everybody. But what I was gonna say is when women want to have sex with you, and they're like, I've witnessed it, like it's an intense energy. Yeah. When a woman wants to fuck. And they're like determined. This is a very specific type of energy that I'm talking about. It's a lot. And so when you step out on stage, I can't imagine you're not getting bombarded by that. <clears throat> How do you deal with that? And does it like does it ruin like does it affect your sexuality? In no, any way? I pulse it up inside me. I gather it all, and then I fire it out like a you cannon. Just, oh wow! You just jerk off I'll on just everybody or sex big through your voice. Uh, um, <laughs> like is does it feel overwhelming or do you kind of? I don't know. Do you feel it? Use it as power. You like it? Yeah. Is it fun? I do like it. Okay. Um, Thank you for admitting that. Yeah. I mean, I hope you do. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, but the real answer is going to be kind of boring. That's all right. Be boring. Okay. I'm kind (laughs) of like a chef. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't think anyone could be boring with a a purse. purse. Yeah. I call it a purse too. It's It's a a fucking purse. It's not a purse. It's a purse. That's yeah, sexist right. to call it a purse. I'm it's so a purse. sorry. I wear purses. I like purses. Yeah, me too. I don't know. It's yeah, nice. I don't know how you can carry all your stuff in your pockets. I I try I to do it all the time because I, I wear purse. hate purses. Yeah, and Good then for you have you. to call it. It's your like man bat. I don't know. Your man bat. That it's, sounds worse. It's a yeah, purse. it's a purse. You're proud. Yeah. Do it. Happy wear pride. That purse. Yeah. Happy pride. Happy June. Happy pride. <laughs> yeah. Um, where were we? Oh yeah. So. So what I'm trying to do is create a collective experience um, because I think that's why people go and see live music. That's why they spend so much money. Mm-hmm. It's not for it's it's not so they can just see the band. It's so that they can see it with other people that they don't know. Yeah, um, that's the same exact thing they taught us in film school. Like why people go to the movies is because you want to experience that art surrounded by other people, even though sometimes other people are irritating. And why? Just because be- they talk. Because it, it actually cha- like it, it supposedly changes how you how you take it in. And I mean, certainly, I think the the biggest example of that is a horror movie. Watching a horror movie with other people yeah. is a way more fulfilling experience than yeah. watching a horror movie uh, with like a boyfriend on a couch. I mean, depending. On I what, like the boyfriend on the couch one. Depending on what you're looking to get out of the experience, guys. Yeah, if you're trying to finger someone, do it with your boyfriend exactly, on the couch. But exactly. if you're trying to have a collective experience, if you're trying to get actually scared in in a way where you're like be scared to go to your car in an audience, I love it. Right. You look perplexed. <laughs> no, I'm try- I, I'm thinking if it's if it's the same thing, and I think it is the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. Well, you're and also too with your songs, they're so they they're really deep in in people's souls. So they're also this collective experience of singing a song that they love together with the person who wrote the song. Mm-hmm. You know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just came here to feel good about myself. Yeah. <laughs> you came to this the right nice. place. You did. You that's, really did. That's her expertise. This is the best podcast ever. I Clip love it. That. Clip that. Um, I I, I <laughs> we, feel we like we did start uh, telling people that already. We already we already said that uh, guys we fucked is third your favorite, podcast. favorite yeah. podcast. We just it, took that liberty and we're yeah. big fans. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, Thank you. good. That's yeah. awesome. Because we've been saying it a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because what I like about you guys is like that wrong thing that you're really not supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we'll say, say it. it early and often. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be here. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Gleefully with cheer. Uh Yep. 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 (laughs) 
back to the boring part. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so we go to concerts um, because music makes us feel things. Muse, it brings it brings about the muse, mm-hmm. and um, and then we we when we're around people, we begin to have feelings, and then we have them collectively. And there's this moment where people lift up out of their out of themselves, and you see their faces change. And when their faces change, everybody becomes beautiful. They become beautiful and their their shoulders soften and they give up their real estate, mm-hmm. right? They they just all that fades away. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is they're having a um collective feeling and it's of not being alone. Mm-hmm. So everyone feels so lonely. They they feel there's they they're not alone. And what I'm trying to do is is be as present and and sober and looking right at you which mm-hmm. you, you <laughs> i missed it because i was blinding myself with my flashlight right. so but i'm yeah. doing it now so this is um, nice so it's it, so i'm 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 trying to get that mm-hmm. feeling happening yeah. and i'm not actually i'm not actually um actually engaged in like a flirtation okay well yeah, i'm gonna tell I'm myself actually, otherwise but yeah i'm actually trying to like i'm i'm actually trying to be and the the way to do it is for me to be as present and relaxed and genuine and in the song in the song and then in it with you mm-hmm. in it with you like that that feeling and that's and nice. I love that it's intimate I, it's kind of my life's work I, I realized yeah you know it's 25 years into my band so yeah it's interesting that you say that because I, and I've talked about this on this show a lot, and sometimes people understand what I'm saying and sometimes they don't, but story of my life. Uh, I, I, I love live music. It's pro- my favorite thing. I always say if I was a good singer, you wouldn't see me on a comedy stage at all. I would be singing. It's just like, I don't know. Like There's so many comedians who are good singers, and I don't know why they're comedians. Uh, but that being said, I feel I feel other people's loneliness so heavily at concerts and sometimes it actually takes away like when someone's singing a sad song do you ever feel people's loneliness or do you only take it okay because it's like it's overwhelming to me well third eye blind bands are a lonely bunch (laughs) Uh uh-huh that's for sure yeah yeah we're we're kind of starved of love a lot most of us are and it's so sad that's why live music is so powerful it's my favorite thing yeah there's definitely do you feel lonely no. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-mm. I've really no. have, did you ever I was feel there lonely in groups your... though sometimes and I yeah, realize this yeah. because me too. I think I'm I'm kind of uh, 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 there's a part of me that's um I'm definitely an introvert even though it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, um, I, I get that. And um there's a part of me that is kind of an observer and I move into an observer role and I realize that um there's some people I know who, uh, like I know somebody and she she thinks that she has to be, uh, she, that she has to talk loud and she's got to have the, the, the witty thing to say and deliver the goods. And she's actually not that witty. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> and she's kind of a, she's kind of like a quiet, 
nerd. Uh-huh. And that's what I love about her. Yeah. So the thing is, what her, like some aspect, I mean, we all have lots of different aspects of our nature, but one sure. aspect of her nature is that she's kind of quiet and, you know, I don't, I don't have the super catchy thing to say here. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I just love her for that. Yeah. For me, there's a part of me that is, that's it's, the group's going like we're, we're, we're out at a bar last night and I'm with my bandmates and, and, um, we're just getting just dirty into it. And there's a moment where I kind of recede and become the observer. And I don't think that there's gonna be somebody who looks at me and goes, I love you for that. That's what I like about you. And that makes me feel lonely. Hmm. And I'm gonna write a song about that shit. Yeah, so feeling seen for your observing nature. you can't have that. You heard it here first, Phoebs. Sorry. She also she also really likes ASMR uh, massage. She'll maybe get on that. Wait, an before. ASMR massage? Yeah, I watched a whole video of her receiving one, and it was. Is that when someone massages you while whispering in your ear? It's well, it's using the ASMR to give a massage, but you're sitting up. You're not like it's not like a laying down massage. Ooh. It's a lot of noises, a lot of tingling stuff. Anyway, that's not what it's about. Um, there is someone out there who will love you for that because one time I was looking, uh, I was at a party with my favorite ex and. I looked over and in the middle of a crowded party in a really trendy like New York City club, he was he had found a book that was supposed to be decorative and he was reading it in the middle of the party. And I said, that's why I'm dating you. Yeah. So someone will love you for that. Well, also, too, how often do we observe like that? (laughs) Are you giving yourself a hug? Yeah, because that's quirky. That's not going to (laughs) work. That's cool as fuck. That guy is dope. But don't sound bite that. We can't let him know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll get to his head. It'll get to his head for sure. Yeah, that's like, that's cool. For me, I'm just actually just sitting back watching the party. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's cool. It's just my nature. <laughs> yeah. Well, was Was there ever a battle for you to get to your gen- genuine self? Like when you were a teenager, when oh, you were- of course. How How did that go? It went poorly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like As I'm just for, starting to yeah. learn who I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, honestly, I kind of went, I went to this osteopath uh, because I um, went to a doctor uh, who said you have um, some problem with your liver that is uh, the signature of it is commensurate with uh, early childhood trauma. Mm. And I'm going yeah. to recommend that you go to an osteopath. Hmm. I don't know what an osteo. I still don't know what. I was going to ask you, but I won't. I'll I don't know. Okay. I don't understand. I know. I need to osteopath. go now. You're gonna, so many people who listen to this are going to be like Googling osteopathic yeah. heading God, there. I well, got a go lot ahead of childhood trauma. Because it didn't help me. <laughs> oh, it did going to Wait, but going to see the doctor helped you, you said. Yes. Yeah. Like he. Yeah. He just put his hands on you? What did he do? I, I don't know what he was doing. I don't <laughs> okay. know what the fuck he did. Okay. But it worked. But I want more. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, it was great. But Very wait, nice. so wait, you said it didn't help you. I'm confused. No, the it Googling, helped me a lot. The Googling oh, 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 of it didn't oh, help. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, that's there what I was thought. this process I where it was he's like, like okay. and, and, and and the thing is like I'm 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 very wary of uh touchy feely stuff or people being like 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 overly nice. Um <laughs> You are. Yeah, I don't like nice. Okay. I think nice is fucked up. And yeah. I think nice people um, It's like hiding something. I think they're trying to get something from me. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm being worked. Mm. Kindness is different. Right. Kindness has like, kind, it's selfless. Yeah. 
nice wants something. So when people are like, yeah. oh, oh, it's so good to see, you know, just like that, that whole thing, it just immediately makes me anxious. You go like, um, So I go in there a bit wary and I don't, I don't tell him what's wrong with me. And I made sure that the doctor didn't tell him either. And, uh, smart. and so he said, what's wrong? And I said, well, I, I broke my neck surfing and I have this neck pain. And he looked it over and I said, I, I don't like chiropractor. I think it's pointy tin hat shit. And he, uh, he goes, he goes, oh yeah, we can fix that. I'll fix that. And he pulled my fucking head off and put it back on. Nice. And he goes, it's fixed. You don't have to come back. You don't need to do anything else. Wow. And it's never bothered me again. Wow. Wow. And then um, he's kind of he's kind of like putting his hands over me. I don't I don't know what he's doing. It's just like it's just not a big deal. Like, mm. and he goes, "Ooh, liver's all fucked up," and that's how he said it. <laughs> I love when doctors talk like, like that. Yeah. I do. I appreciate he's, it. He was just kind of a dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like he's wearing a, he's wearing a flannel. Like he's just kind of NorCal. And <laughs> wow. And he goes, Ooh, liver's all fucked up. Liver's all fucked up like that. He's kind of talking to himself. <laughs> and then he starts asking me questions. And then we time travel back to when I was six years old. Wow. And now I'm back. Now I'm in this deep state of being six years old at this moment where some like something was severed and he said, and you just kind of gave up on yourself. Yeah. Then, wow. And there's that little boy that's still you. But I don't even know where he is now because I'm I'm fully in this kind of zone. And he uh um he he said to you, do you this is this is sounds really weird. I am into childhood trauma no, a lot because I have weird. a lot of it. So I've uh, understanding the vernacular surrounding childhood trauma has healed me. So I'm like grie I'm going through a grieving process at the moment, but through uh, over trauma shit. So I you're speaking my language with this. He says, "Do you have a message? Can you see? Can Talk you, to him. Can you see this this boy? And he, like, he seemed to know stuff too, because hmm. um, you have a brother. Um, I guess he could have looked that up." But uh, come to think of it, <laughs> wait a sec. Oh no! Uh, so um, tricked by a medium. Uh, he, uh, but he he sees this scenario that's very accurate mm. um, about the two of us is in this kind of moment, and says, "Do you have a, do you have a a message? It's it's me, and uh, do you have a message?" Um, uh, Oh, he, he he said, "Can you see yourself?" And mm. um, and uh, you know, because I'm a man and there's another man, it's very uncomfortable for me to emote or cry. Like, it just it's not done. Um, so I was very tight about what I could say. And yeah. uh, um, can you see him? Um, what does he look like? And this is me as uh, six years old. And I said, he's beautiful. And it was just like this little boy. And do you have a message? And I had a message. Wow. But I couldn't say it. You could say it in your head. I, I, I It's private. I, I said it in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, but I couldn't say it at that time because I was just, tears were kind of streaming down yeah, my face. And, and I said, uh, I'm going to protect you. And mm -hmm. I became in my yeah. life this bodyguard for this little 
boy that is me. I'm walking around with these two different people mm-hmm. um, for a while. And I came, I came back from that session and uh, this friend of mine, she sees me and she goes, she has no idea what's going on. She goes, oh my God, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, you're glowing. You have, your face is more relaxed. You're... But she didn't say glowing or relaxed. She said cute. Like a child, like a little boy. Yeah. yeah. comfortable she showing goes, up. You're so cute. And she like hugged me and she goes, you're, you're and it was such a strange thing to say, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Inner child works clearly I'm intense. not cute. And, but <laughs> it's, she, you, it's not a thing you say to a grown man. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> and then she, you know, so like, <laughs> Yeah, so I become cute, and uh, and it, she was seeing something. I'm walking around as this, like, kind of, you know, Pinocchio, where like I'm holding these two different things together, and I'm seeing things as this little boy, and then as this adult bodyguard protecting uh, this boy, and then sort of over time, these things became knitted together. Nice. And I started writing more and being more um a Pipe. better musician, a be- better on stage, just more Whoa. What was that? It's like a fucking séance That was in wild. Here. That was that was that was, spirits, child. that was your inner little boy playing the Ouija board. I just dropped the microphone. Anyway, yeah, so that so that's it. That's why. Yeah, yeah, there's this book that I read called The Tao of Fully Feeling by this guy named Pete Walker and he was like most children experience like really painful childhoods where we're kind of deprived of love and we we miss out on grieving these losses. When we think of grief, we think of grieving death, but we we rarely do we pause to grieve one of the greatest losses that can happen in a child's life and that's the death of a parent's goodwill. And so that took me and hooked me and whew, uh, it's a lot, it's really intense work to do, but then you find mm. this playfulness comes back into your spirit and you can exist with people and you're not so protective of everything right. and you can just be, it's really nice. And you don't wanna fight at traffic stops. <sighs> yeah, I still have road rage, but uh, I'm working on that part. Yeah. Did you have a lot of anger before you went to the osteopath? That you yeah. Didn't yeah? Cause you see, you, you have a very calm energy now. Mm. I mean, I've never met you previously, but, and did that go away like overnight or was it more? It just kind of receded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that with age, like getting older, you kind of are just more comfortable with yourself and you don't have much to fight against? Mm-mm. No, it's just more, I think it was kind of more of that process. Uh, so much goes back to that. Mm. To childhood yeah. stuff? Just goes back to that 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 integration of of self. Just yeah. the idea that that child, right, that's you who um, was in some way, you know, emotionally, temporarily abandoned, mm-hmm. um, disregarded, uh, is there and is um, capable of rejoining you in a, a whole state. You still are that child. That's the thing that I didn't realize yeah yeah you're like that russian doll you're like those dolls like they're all a part of you they're all like layers of you but when one of the layers is angry or bitter or has inner terror it's difficult to go about the world it does good for your art though in my experience it really makes good musicians yeah i don't know any good musicians who aren't fucked up yeah yeah and (laughs) um you both seem like cheerful people 
Um, but that's the wrong read. What's your, what's your, <laughs> well, you're working right now, right? <laughs> Well, so like, also, you haven't said anything that made like me roll my eyes in my head. So it's very much based on it's like you, I, I, what I receive is what I'm going to give back. So when people come on the show and like act like a cunt to me, I just go, okay, just be a cunt. Yeah. Do you get a lot of cunty people on the show? No, Pe- people are cunts this to her face. Like, really, really make uh, that makes a good show though. <laughs> I try my best wrong. not to fight on air. I've only done it two times in almost a decade, so I think that's pretty good. Oh, have yeah, it. and I was like, uh, 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 I'm gonna go. I hate this. You're wearing camo, like, like, fuck, it's on. Fl- flip it. Oh my god. Yeah. No. 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 How does uh, fame affect your sex life? I don't know. Well, you had sex before you were famous, yeah. I did my best. <laughs> good for you you never really had sex until you were famous you yeah, weren't you, really fucking until you, know, you can't fucking. fucking tell you're famous so yeah. for the rest of you sorry sons <laughs> of bitches well yeah talking about people wanting things from you like ah oh, that's weird like i mean i imagine it's it's great to be sexualized like in in our culture men are not as sexualized as much as women but you are in a mm. position where as a man you are sexualized by women which is that's a that's a specific vibe like how do you deal with that i think being famous is insane it's wild and i wanted to be uh i wanted to be famous and then i became famous and i checked the box yeah and then there's a like there's a something that you turn on and you light up and um I turn that on when I walk on stage and I turn it off when I walk off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people who need that reflecting back at them, and I've certainly known a lot of famous people who do. What do you, how do you mean? Like they need to be treated that way off stage, yes. in other words? Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Are fucked. Insatiable up. ego. Yeah. Yeah. They need to reflect it back to them. They need to work the room. Yeah. Uh, they need to have it. Um, God, I know this actor. She's so famous. She's had so many Academy Awards. I, she just gets on my tits. I just can't take it. <laughs> on your tits? Yeah, just just like fuck. What, did she just squeeze like, them? Just, just like, just bugging me. Like, just like, cause she's, cause she's in the room and she's working it. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. She's doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not asking any questions, you know? Yeah. Steven, pay more attention to me. Just all of that, like, that whole thing and yeah. uh it's just yeah it's annoying i imagine it's annoying but it's it. also like you don't you don't you're experience not any, anything you're not actually having impact with people yeah so you're desperately lonely you're 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 unsatisfied and um everybody needs to applaud so that's yeah. that's being famous yeah um and you have to fight against that to really enjoy your life right i mean or you have to like be you have to be on top of checking in with yourself with that and with your e- I imagine it's so it's way too easy for your ego to just yeah. and the second that takes over your talent is just crushed I mean as at least for comedians um so I imagine it's maintenance you, you mean as soon as you start becoming yeah you believe in your own hype too right. I feel like as so many people believe their own hype and it's like yeah. a constant battle to not believe your own hype Do you for find that? some artists yeah but it also helps to believe your own hype? So yeah, so. You have to be your own biggest fan. This is kind of a different, this is a different thing. But when I started performing in in, in front of uh, bigger audiences, I had to deal with stage fright. Mm-hmm. And I don't have stage fright. I don't have it at all. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, 
um, I didn't really know, like I had that kind of, that anxiety about performing on stage. And I put together these two things. One thing that happened was I watched Frances McDormand get mm. an Academy Award and she stood up and she didn't know what to do with herself. <laughs> and she was just like, fuck. Like, and I could see this like genuine moment of like, I don't know what to do. I think what I'm gonna do is pimp walk. And she walked up the stage like this, right? And it was this conscious choice of like, like I'm just gonna strut up there like I'm the shit. I'm yeah. Like, Transmission received. Yeah. So that's one side of it. And the other side of it is, it's just a tune. Just yeah. come on, give us a tune. Come on, go up and sing your song. Like, mm. don't get too work up. Sing to your friends. Mm -hmm. Everybody out here, they're friends. Um, enjoy a song with your friends. And you're the baddest motherfucker who has ever walked on this on the stage ever. And everything you do is a gift. You're welcome. And put those two things together mm. and walk out. And you have uppers and downers. <laughs> and that's that's how it kind of goes together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The melding of those energies. So what was attractive to fame for about fame to begin with? Because I also like my whole life, basically the only, I never wanted to get married. I never wanted to have kids. All I wanted to do was become famous. And now look at you. Well, yeah, look at this studio. <laughs> no, look at us in this half studio. And that's why, that's why I was thinking about There's Andy Warhol. There's daycare going on in <laughs> Look at those lights that are falling yeah. off the ceiling. Stop pulling up our, our spots, these daisies. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I was thinking about Andy Warhol today before you even came in because what I liked about him was he was the first person I ever read about who was like unapologetically, I want to be famous. Because so many people will tell you like that's empty or whatever. And I was like, I don't care, I want it. So what... Uh, and but I I have similar feelings. I mean, obviously you're a lot more famous than us, but I have similar feelings about it now. It's kind of just like eh, it wasn't really. It was checking a box. I like it. It was an achievement <laughs> for me. I was just like, okay, I did what I set out to do. Now what? It didn't give me really any satisfaction outside of achieving the thing. So what was it about fame that was appealing to you going into it? You can get it. You can get. Uh, I'm sorry, we don't have reservations. Do you, do you have room for two? That was what I was appealing in the beginning. It's great. Walk the right yeah. the fuck in. <laughs> I mean, you I hear you. Right that the sounds nice. In. Have you ever said that and someone's like, I don't care? No, I've never. I've ne I, I don't think I've ever used my name. Okay. Really? Um, no. Okay. I've never gone like. Or you have other people use it though? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. My roadies look up and do Shout it. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. No. You just kind of, you know, I'm just making a joke about restaurants. <laughs> May I have some water? Yeah. It's, I'm having a great time. Are you? Yeah, thanks I can't for having tell. me. Yeah, you are? You can't tell? Can't I think you are. I don't know you yet, so I don't know. Oh. You seem relaxed. Yeah. That's it was nice good. of you to come. Yeah, I really Even appreciate it. Even you thinking it was going to be a shithole. Can we talk about sex? Yeah. What What do you, what has your relationship been with sex? Like, have you had, like some people... Some people It's very are, popular and I enjoy it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people have hang-ups with it. Some people have all kinds of relationships with it. Some mm. people's sex life just goes smooth the whole time. Other people, you know, rocky roads and then they figure they uncover layers about themselves so they can be uh -huh. more genuine. What has your your sexual journey been like? I just I just just put this one caveat. Um I when I started out uh was in some public relationships. Right, yeah. And I learned some things from those, which is um, 
number one, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, well, you know, like this whole thing about, uh, uh, I, I didn't want to be in the tabloids and I've been in tabloids and I yeah. didn't want to do that. So I don't talk about I don't, I don't. I mean, not I don't names. Kiss and tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so that, philosophically, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, more wondering. But like, like I just don't like. I don't share anything about relationships, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just way. It's just way better. And I see. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't watch any of those fucking shows or anything like that. But like, <laughs> what show? Just, just like you know, like. Um, like the, tabloid shows, like, like Bachelorette. Like, no, like Kanye and and and. Uh, 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 Kim, Kim just being oh, like, oh yeah just wankers you don't watch trash television I mean they're, no. they're over but you it, know oh yeah great <laughs> they broke up I don't well, know if you know I'm saying that. I yeah. don't know anything <laughs> I just wanted to tell you Dommage. It's, it, no one gives a shit <laughs> I was like oh no I have some bad but news for I'm you. just saying like it's just like like there's a type of person who wants to just engage in this constant mm. porn yeah. of having somebody else well, who is a viewer like yeah. and monetizing and 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 all of that kind of stuff. A little so, awkward to say on this show, but I just don't no, share but it. I don't care about. I'm no, not no, talking no, about specifics. Like, I'm no, talking. It was philosophical. You're like, well, this segment's going to be boring. No, no, no. I'm joking because, like, literally, this whole show, this whole podcast, was us sharing our uh, sex lives and, and dating lives, but from the perspective that we're talking about, which is philosophical, yeah. not to be like, look at us. That's why we had guys on to have a conversation sure. with people's face, just to talk, just to uncover layers. Of, I know what this podcast points. is. I just, love this podcast. I just so so. But my so my okay. question. For you don't you need is. to explain your podcast to me. It just seemed I, like I was like, uh-oh. I, I am your consumer. Okay. Right. Yeah. So Thank you. How has your relationship to sex in general evolved? Like, is it important to you? Was it more important to you when you were younger? Is it more important to you now? Is it, do you experience it, like, is it intimate for you? Or is it something like... I don't know because I, I would imagine sex can be such a beautiful thing and it's it, it's one of the most intimate moments you're going to have with another human being. But then I think of fame and how it kind of takes that away. Don't you think sleeping over is more intimate? Yeah, but to me, I have sex and then I sleep. I mean, I that's how really? I do it. Yeah. I'm huh. a, well, if you don't give a shit about astrology, but I'm a double Pisces. So I'm very like, I'm oh, very. That explains it. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Wow. There's your inner cunt. We all have it. She's a double. <laughs> I'm going to face on. Corinne. Now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come back. Come back. I know what you mean. Double Pisces. Somewhat, I've, I've had just sleepovers, mostly when I like turn guys down for sex. And then, yeah, I, and that's then you, fun. And, there, there's and it, then they sleep over? Yeah, get they hold the your hand. Yes, they do. They hold your no, hand. No, they think, no, no. I can't get it too detailed here, but because it's like it was a Im important moment in my life. Uh, but <laughs> I like, yeah, like I. I, someone I really wanted to have sex with so badly, oh, I, yeah. But I knew for a variety of reasons that it could not, it was not right and to do so, and it would not, it would not work out. Um, I was hanging out with him in a hotel room, and he was obviously like down. Yeah. And then I, when I rejected him, we we kind of he we just spent the night sleeping next to each other, uh -huh. and he like held my arm pretty tightly, uh -huh. huh? But, but like there, to, it was like one one. One tightness, uh, like below where I would feel uncomfortable, like this is too much. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, like this is like anger. Like are we gonna get washed away on the Titanic? And it was can't wait to leave. And it was I one of the best so nights out of, of my that life. Hotel. Really? Why? Yeah, because well, number one, I showed number one, let go of my arm. Well, 
It was like I said, it was just but if you wanted one to notch below where I felt uncomfortable because I'm pretty good about knowing when I feel comfortable and when I need to leave. And I had no problem. I didn't feel like I was being held hostage or anything in that hotel. It's not like there was a barricade on the door. It was small. It was a more of a connective moment. Yeah, it was connected. And it was also like, look at you. You can say no to the person you want to have sex with most in the world at this time. And... You didn't tell you to leave. You stood your ground and you're still here and we're still friends to this day. And it was an intimate evening of yeah. laying in bed together. It was great. It was like, it was, it was in a way more satisfying than if I had, because I knew if I had sex, I wasn't going to hear from this person again. Really? Yeah. yeah. That Why? Uh, I just, like if you a, have sex with guys, you would know that sometimes that happens. No, because, because of our difference in like authority. I think I'll say it like that. Oh, because our, our relation, who I, I was to him would change. That's why. I'm trying to be not he was incriminating. <laughs> an entertainer. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Have you ever been rejected for sex? Uh-huh. How, I've how did also you been feel? ghosted, which wow. I really don't like. Did you like that? I don't understand that at While all. While you were famous, yeah. you were ghosted? Yeah. Mm. By we, another famous person or no? Mm. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, no. ouch. No. No? No. Hmm. Um, I just don't get it. Yep. You know? Yeah. The thing is, you'll never know what's going on in their head. I know. It could be eight million things, and we always assume, like, the one that's going to hurt us. And I've, I, exactly, and I've I've kind of come to, like, believe that we're, we're doing the best we can. We're, we all are, even the fuck-ups. You ups. know? Yeah. Mostly. There's a very, it's usually not malice. I was like, you don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, apparently, but. Or Reddit. <laughs> or Reddit. No, there's a lot of. A lot of malice there. There's yeah. a lot of malice out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. most people I meet, because, you know, there's the initial filter. Sure. So if you get past that, hmm. Yeah, if you, even even on Twitter, I will say, if you talk back to someone, uh, instead of yelling back at them, you can make, you can make strides. I don't talk back. You just, you, no, that's, yeah. You, hmm? you protect your sanity. I just don't think, yeah, I don't think it's a place for dialogue. Twitter? Right? No. Yeah, dialogues You're for podcasting. <laughs> yes. So anyway, sex. Um, yeah, sex. What's the, I wrote, this is my first question that I wrote down, and you know, you can answer it or not, but I wrote, what's the horniest thing a fan has done to you or for you? Oh, great question. <clears throat> this is a toughie. Because there's been so many? Huh? Because there's been so many? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought. What are the hits? It's a... <laughs> um, hmm. I like to talk about this at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go out for drinks later? Yeah, let's okay. go out for drinks later and right. I'll tell you some shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, but listeners. But there's kind of a suck there's my kind of a, dick, fucker. There's wow. kind of a that was a slap in the face of the guy. Well, there's a there's a really like it. there's a don't uh, you just there's yeah. a you also, don't talk about the you encourage. You, I, I understand like your words could encourage more of a certain behavior that you might not want we to happen. Want that. So I don't want. Yeah. I don't want that. I just uh, I'm that's so like fascinated. telling our listeners that we love when people buy us wine. We're like, don't say that because then we're just gonna no. you know, get bombarded. Well, listeners, they actually do love wine. They like shitty like wine in no. boxes. Um, that would be cute for this set. I love a whiskey gal. Little, yeah, Franzia. <clears throat> um, 
But see, the thing is that most, like most people who are like, uh, see me as the the performer, or they 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 see the the sheen, the image, or you know the the album cover, like they're seeing that. You know, What's so things that... change very very quickly when you know they know the real you. Yeah. Okay. Are they disappointed? Not necess- or they're just, they're just not different. necessarily, but um, um, the relationships that I've had with people are primarily, uh, almost exclusively, uh, with people who um, don't know me as third eye blind. Yeah. Initially, right. Yeah. What's something that people would be surprised to know about you as the person? <sighs> I'm taller than expected. Maybe really? I don't know. I thought you were as tall as you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> you, you're very careful with your words, mm. which is, I really respect that as somebody who is into word economy, but in a conversational, you don't get that a lot in conversational form. So I appreciate that. What? Do you really appreciate it? Yeah, I do okay. because I, yeah, I want to be more careful about how I speak. I just, I've something I've been wanting to build up to. And, uh, it's just difficult. I have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> but I also appreciate people who just like open a vein and let it bleed and kind of like <laughs> I do, do, do your best, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And for me though, I find myself trying to be particular about it. And I think I obsess over words. Um, so sometimes it, conversations tend to slow down. Yeah. It's good. That, that'll prevent you from anyway, saying. Anyway, back to sex. Yeah. No, is that from? You think, is that from? Like, what came first? You being particular about words, or you being a lyricist? Probably both, but also, uh, I've been misunderstood, and I think that that. I think I've realized like the impact that my words have. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I want to fucking mean it. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's and not not yeah. take it back. Yeah. yeah. So you, many times, like going on rants on this show, like I get to, I, I, I go, I, I, I people, I get in trouble a lot, basically. And then I'll go back and listen to it. And I think like the proudest moments are when I go back and listen to a rant to make sure I didn't say anything that's going to fuck over my whole career. And then I go, no, you said exactly what you wanted to say. Yeah. And that and, and you said it how you wanted to say it. And so now however people take it in is on them. And that's something I learned, Sarah Silverman was talking about that in an interview because Mm -hmm. so often as a comedian, your jokes are misinterpreted and you just have to do the best job you can with it. And then when you let it out into the world, you feel good about it. And I would imagine the same is similar for songs. It is for songs, but you know, we have a podcast and we, uh, it's after shows, it's kind of backstage chit chat and we, Mm -hmm have a few drinks and, and, um, we say just terrible, <laughs> terrible things that I'm deeply ashamed of. And I would totally take back, but it doesn't matter because nobody listens to our podcast. Well, well now they will now. So What's it's it called like, and where can we get it? Uh, it's called the pod of wine and, Perfect. uh, podcast of, yeah, after I God it. of wine, the yeah. song. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> we make them very intermittently and, uh, there's no subject and we just kind of get on there and babble. Yeah. And then go 
later on we go fuck i can't I believe i said that, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems that's how i do it i'm you sure your publicist it. loves this i'm it's sure loud. your publicist yeah. loves yeah. this it's a loud podcast yeah <laughs> what's the worst thing to do when you're already famous in talk one, on a mic put yeah. on the internet in one thing yeah do a podcast and fuck it all up after a couple drinks get drunk yeah yeah <laughs> That's when yeah. the good stuff Get comes convivial out. and then talk some yeah, shit. Convivial. And also Awkward. don't release it consistently, which is the number one most important thing in podcasting. Yeah, yeah that's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> hey, you do what you want. You do what you want to do. You do what I do it. We just put it when we put it out. Oh, God. Yeah. What's it, kind of a piggybacking off the last question. What's a, what's a incorrect assumption that uh, fans of your work often make about you that is not true? An incorrect assumption. Yeah, that, mm. like one that is there one like aggravates you, pisses you off kept you up at night it has it has in the past i think that uh that i we've been no fucks mostly mostly misunderstood um and i think that there are um there are these i think i was really upset about these kind of self-appointed arbiters and mm -hmm. i am of indie rock and but then being um, sort of being subjected to gatekeeping by by the indie rock uh, mindset, which is a fucking shitty mindset because it's always this kind of let's engage in self hatred and let's mm -hmm. let's attack our own kind of mm. thing, which is now it's 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 evaporated. So so this is real gift from Gen Z, which is we don't even know about any of these genres. We have no idea. So you get um, what's his name? Harry Styles yeah. pulls uh, "Feel Like a Woman." What's her name? Shania. He taps on his purse yeah, and tries he did to remember Coachella Shania. Shania Train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a novel <laughs> moment. He taps on his purse and tries to remember Shania Twain's name. Um, and they get out there on stage, and people, people, kids are not going. <laughs> How ironic! I love this. Ironically, no, they just love it. Yeah. Right. So all of these, all of these lines and delineations break down. Yeah. And um and um and sort of the 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 indie rock critic uh uh gatekeeper um has no just has no more oxygen. Yeah. And I think that's great. Coincides with me um doing things based on happiness quotient. And not for not trying to get that, um, to to get that. And suddenly, when I when I to to try to get that kind of um, understanding or approval, and suddenly when I do not give a fuck about it, in fact, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. Now we're critics, darlings. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's strange how quickly, energetically, that switches. Yeah. Oh yeah. Corinne's always said ever since we started working together, no is the sexiest word in the industry. Because I used you to don't. be in management yeah, before like, I did this. Especially to the guy grabbing your arm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, you got to go, no. Yeah, I can still text like, him now. I don't think we're going to have sex. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good night. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just grip each other until yeah, the morning. Yeah, I'm just going to grip you. <laughs> <laughs> Who challenges you in your life? I want to apologize to both of you for not being able to answer any of these questions. <laughs> okay. And when I leave here, you're going to flip that fucking camera back on and go, not one. He didn't answer a single question. Yeah, if you don't want to answer, you don't um, have to. No, it's that I want to answer. I really want to answer all these questions. And uh, who challenges me? 
I just mm. can't think of anyone. No. It, well, really? No, and I definitely challenged by people and and uh, I'm going to walk out of here and, and roll down the street and kind of float down the street and go, yeah. This person, this person. Nancy Klingwald challenges me Nancy. and I forgot. Um, oh, what? Well, um, yeah. Because you, you, okay, so you said that I, we were watching a lot of interviews and stuff and I know some of, you know, you, you've matured as a person or changed or maybe you have, who knows? Um, and it says you, you love brilliant women and I wanted you to expand on I that. I have an answer to the last one. Okay, go ahead. I've got, I've got these friends, these, um, these <laughs> this guy I know. These, these, <laughs> He's these, smoking guy. these surfer friends and, um, <laughs> And I I have these I have these different friend groups and there some of us and we're 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 tight as family and we travel, we meet each other in different places in the world, and everybody wants to fucking talk. Nice. And there's no questions. And it drives me crazy. But we love each other. <laughs> and a lot of times I feel myself just folding from from these things, but I fucking love these people, you know? But but I've I've said it's just like like you know if you're talking you're just saying something you already know like mm -hmm. there's so you're not learning you like new. inquiry and exploration and discovery in a conversation I like yeah I like being I like having impact with each other and being actually engaged and um and there's a difference the, the, this this my group. They're just excited. Yeah, yeah. All right, to go for it. So there's a so there's that there's that energy, and uh, everybody's kind of brilliant and 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 that challenges you. No, <laughs> they don't challenge me. Okay. Um, um, the question and then was there's who this, does? There's this <laughs> other group. There's this other group. By contrast, comma, if you will, um, that um, these guys are. Uh, one's a he's like I don't know. They're both in there. We go surfing and yeah. driving up surfing. And I find as we're, we're driving, talking about things that the question gets expanded. Mm -hmm. um, the challenge happens. It gets listened to, received. And uh, I'm the better for it. And I want, I want more of that in my life. But I'm yeah. already taken because these, these other friends who, don't listen to a fucking word anybody says or for life. I'm stuck they just with won't them. be like, I love the waves. And I'd like to tell you about my wave. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like, okay, I guess I'm a listener. Well, it's also maybe what you could, because you're, are you only talking when you're surfing? Cause it's like an adrenaline rush. So maybe if you pump the adrenaline down a little bit, there could be some more. No, driving to surfing. Oh, it's when you're, okay. Well, We're maybe driving. they're just so amped up about even going yeah, to you're surfing. Yeah, like, mm, just trying to kind of driving surfing. And like, <laughs> then when, once we get on the water, everybody kind of fades away. And their own thing. Does their thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, so I was going to say. Well. No, I was. All right, well, we tried. This, <laughs> no, this is going, this is going off. This is, I'm trying to marry questions together. So then, so that's who challenges you. And then. You've said that you love brilliant women, but I feel like, and this is not supposed to be like a fight, like a lot of men say that. And then what they kind of mean in my experience is that they like a woman who, <clears throat> you know, has a, a small handmade jewelry business and they don't want it to escalate <laughs> beyond that. And it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm really, this is like- a I like her to know her place. I'm dead serious about that. So like, yeah. can you expand on what you mean by brilliant woman and like an actual real life experience? <laughs> <laughs> I need a bibliography for this. <laughs> like what? So like. I tried to flip Rachel Maddow. <laughs> wow. That's, and I wrote a lot the of layers song, to that. And I wrote the song um, One in Ten. Mm -hmm. 
about her um, and how it didn't work out. But I fucking tried. Are you fucking with us? Is this for real? She's gay. I love Rachel Maddow. I see it. So? Was that a so? He goes, that's never stopped me before. Yeah. You heard it here first. I said flipped. Um, yeah. Humans are humans. Um, yeah. Massive crush. Yeah. I Bro- get it. Brilliant women. Yeah. Yeah. The so headlines are Stephen Jenkins doesn't think gay is a real when, when, Happy uh, pride. Yeah, yeah. I know. How dare you? Just because someone's gay doesn't mean you're not going to have a crush on them. Though. How dare you? Know. Listen to King Princess, you fucker. Uh, um, yeah. So you like very smart women like pussy is god yeah is not for you steven right you cannot listen okay right and um anyway so i was just trying to give you an example yeah yeah okay all right you know i like that so many boxes so many boxes um but not you want an example of brilliant women and me being like what like and i like brilliant women what and what was the kind of the given when she talks about infrastructure and she goes off on one of her lectures i'm all like Oh, wow. Rachel. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah we got to rebuild those bridges, Rachel. Yeah. Just yeah. love it. Yeah. I like bridges too. Reallocate that budget, yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Power grid. And that nice. doesn't intimidate you to be like, it's, if you were, you, so you would seriously like be in a relationship with Rachel Maddow that wouldn't intimidate you? In a heartbeat. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I mean, my mother was, was a, had power and my mother lived in a post feminist mindset. Uh, meaning that she, I don't know why or how took her own equality for granted in the same way Mm. that men do. So men never, never go, I'm equal to women. They never do that. And women in, in a, um, feminist mindset have to do it all the fucking time. It's uh-huh. exhausting, mm-hmm. right? I don't know why, but my mother just didn't. And I would, uh, when I was a kid, I would walk down the 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 halls uh, at at Stanford uh, with her, and men would, and she was clicking uh, in the in, down the halls in her heels because she was busy and doing something, and men would chase after her and ask her questions and uh, she wouldn't slow down. Nice. And this is my mother. Yeah. And so I was, so I grew up with women being um, in positions of power, being listened to. um, And um, you were shown that example. And then I went to Cal. So, you know, so here we are. So, so not really a big deal. Not, Mm it's not a, that makes sense. It's not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I find that the men who kind of do have grown up in in families or houses with a lot of strong women. Yeah. But it may, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit that you have to be sh- sh- like shown a, a a strong woman early in life to appreciate it later on in life. But you know what's fucking hot to me? Like what? like if you really if, like if if the sex is going to be really good mm-hmm. is that there's some place where there's a willingness to go where I'm going to be I'm going to be witness to um um something that's like deeper and daring mm. and there's a total mental part of that it's definitely expanded by um 
somebody who can see things in ways that I don't. Hmm. Are you talking about vulnerability, like a deep vulnerability? No, I'm talking about smart. Okay. Yeah. During sex? Um, as a part of like, as a part of what creates attraction. Right. Part yeah. of the vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So leave the glasses on. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. 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 Don't take yeah. them off. Keep, keep, keep the really glasses pink. on. So I know you don't want to talk about like your personal stuff, but do you have a favorite breakup album? Not like not one that you've written. Like so, you know, Taylor Swift, Clank, yeah, like when you're sad. No, I have breakup albums, and I listen to them so much later. Um, Long I mean, after the breakup, you mean? I've never talked about my relationship with Charlize. Um, but the album everybody knows out of the vein was one that I wrote yeah. about it. And when I wrote it, um, I, a lot of times talking about self-recrimination, I, mm. I, I, um, I don't know that it hit the mark and I don't listen to my albums The the, I don't put them on and wind through them. No, Cause when totally. I do it, 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 it just makes me. I think the hi hat's too bright or something like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I pick it apart. You think um, it missed the mark in, in meaning that it didn't truly capture how you felt about the breakup? Is yeah, that, I do. Um, I think it missed the mark. And then um, we decided to do an, uh, finally to do an unplugged album. And so I went back and, and we listened to songs and uh, from that period. And I was kind of flooded with these, uh these like it it it, it reignited uh emotions in me or mm. it, it not even reignited it just ignited emotions in me sure. and i and i kind of went into landscapes um and i went yeah i think i was just being hard on myself because that mm. is that is that is a picture uh of where i'm at and that's a breakup album yeah what what uh, other and I was so bummed with it. I didn't I didn't make another album um, after that one for six years. Oh wow! wow Talk that's... about self recrimination. Yeah yeah yeah. You imprisoned yourself in a way, your creativity in a way. Well, I made other albums for other people and things, oh, but like okay. I I, def I definitely got so off. You just wanted to re refocus. Yeah, I think so. Do you have other artist albums yeah. that you use as breakup albums? Like what what what's a breakup song that you love by somebody else? Or that. like an album that you put on that you just like, oh, I'm gonna like, cry this shit. now. Yeah, I'm gonna cry on my surf. Or it's always Survivor, isn't it? <laughs> Not, yeah, it's I mean, always, you said it like for, for everyone. For but me, it's Alanis Morissette. Always. Really? Are you? How is that stunning to you? As a breakup album? Yeah, yeah. that bitch was pissed because she's going. Oh, because she's pissed. Yeah, she's oh. she goes through all the emotions. Can I have another water? Yes. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, and now I, you're pissed. This and is I, a two water podcast. I do think, I nice. do think Taylor Swift. Your producer has nice shoes. I, he, he's it's a, all about the he's shoes, He's a good darling. looking guy. He's yeah. a good looking guy. You know what? Big dick. Big <laughs> hog too, apparently. Bravo. Big old hog. I had a feeling. Kind of a running joke on the show. I had a feeling yeah. about you, young man. <laughs> that smile. That's not because of his personality. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of anxiety, but huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's quiet you can't have both you know he's got off the rails yeah <laughs> quiet but packing yeah yeah it's nice oh my god yeah so oh sorry you're a so bonnie bear can put you in your feelings pretty yeah, easily but, but uh 
But I don't, I don't, uh, I think what's really interesting here is when you say breakup album, it's for me to kind of feel sad and work through it. And for you, it's to go, oh, oh, <laughs> what is that thing? You're only you, thinking of, you. that's you're thinking, the one. That you're thinking of Jagged Little Pill. Like that's just like. Yes, I'm thinking of Jagged Little Pill. <laughs> she has other albums. No, you, she doesn't. Yeah, she does, Steven. I, you got to get on the internet more. I know you don't really want to do. be on it, but I hear but great things about the internet. <laughs> there's different phases of of uh, there's different phases of the breakup. There's the angry. There's the Taylor Swift. We're never ever getting back together. Yeah. There's the crying part. Yeah. There's the you know there's the I mean everything can I think everything also can be talked about through breakups that, on Taylor Swift's 1989 album, but that's. <laughs> That's not the hell I'm going to die on right now. Also a big Justin Bieber fan if you want to get Woo! into it. You know that really? guy? Halsey, also great breakup songs. I'm really into, I feel like people kind of turn their nose up at pop music and I love pop music and I think there's so much value in it. I don't. That's fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't turn my nose up at it. I'm oh, like, you don't turn your nose up? I, 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 know, I, I like, like pop. Uh, I actually hate it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Well, no, because I think, you know, yeah, I had this, I had this yeah. moment where uh, I was listening to uh, 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 Dua Lupa, mm -hmm, and it was mm -hmm. kind of early, and it was, uh, um, what's that song? Uh, uh, I'm Levitating. Yeah. That one? Okay. Levitating, So it was yeah. like kind of early uh, on that one. And I was like, wow, this is the most corporate, like, it's put <laughs> together. I was saying this to my keyboard player, um, like, just, just song by committee and uh he goes it's fantastic <laughs> and and i just stopped kind of in my tracks because here i am judging it because it's so slick and uh i go it is fantastic yeah <laughs> that was easy it's fucking fantastic i just switched i was just like yeah yeah i was like why am i why am i commenting on this it's great and who cares if it's slick like and it's it's yeah. all you know we got we all got together and made it like a movie you know yeah. it's basically it's just, it's it's like making star wars to put that song together and uh she's great and like what's wrong with that you know a little joy yeah so don't you, it's like don't you like pringles like people are like i never eat that i don't know it's just eat a pringle sometimes like live a little i don't know yeah get that cheeto in there you, there there's, I'm all for it you can yeah Okay, I'm all for it. I like Damien Rice's good breakup music. I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to introduce you to Alanis Morissette's other. Out There's been so She's many. I've seen lies. her in concert like 15 times. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. oh wow. Yes. Huh. Her and Cyndi Lauper are probably the people I've seen. Well, I most. like her very much. I like Alanis Morissette. Us too. Yeah. So clearly, uh, also us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are your other favorite artists? I can just never remember. I, I like this guy Hobo Dave right now. Uh, I think he's great. He's just like punk rock surf guy. Nice. Um, I need to write these down. Um, yeah, I just did a whole Hobo Dave. Uh, I mean, that's a great name. Yeah, I like. Uh, there's another. I, it's all these Daves. Uh, it's a Dave. Uh, he's like a um, the British guy. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Whoa, you talking what? about him, and I just pulled up his twenty two with the two point two. I was got so back happy from a long hiatus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm all about that. That that drill beat. Yeah. Things. So those are kind of like rolling through me right now. Um, God, I have all. Oh, I don't have the whole fucking playlist. They just when I'm wherever I'm put okay. on the spot, I just don't I, worry about I, it. Okay, I, just go to I have a, a question. Blur. Because <laughs> we're, we're wrapping. Bring up. a microphone tonight. Yeah. What makes? <laughs> <laughs> just bring just bring a microphone tonight. <laughs> we're actually gonna redo this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, show up with some Knob Creek. Uh, 
in, in your present day, like what you're going to go, you're going to, you guys are going to come to a bar tonight <laughs> and you're going to meet us and you're going to be like, these are the filthiest fucks I've ever met. Well, How did good. this not show up? On our podcast. Sometimes you yeah. put pressure on something and it doesn't make a diamond. Well, we're yeah. going to start highlighting your podcast. We are bad people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get, some, you know. get some clips from that podcast. Yeah, well, you, yeah. You're definitely, you're definitely um, invited to come be on our podcast. We're doing uh, we would love Jones that. Beach. Nice. Uh, in, I don't know when, sometime this summer. Oh, let uh, us know. One tour this summer. You're invited backstage. We will definitely be doing Hell your yeah. backstage at, at Jones. Have you ever been to Jones Beach? Yeah, I have. It's one yeah, of my yeah. favorite places to play in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's so a Long Island. Set set there. Did you? <laughs> Had a girl. Who's that? <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so they have a great backstage and uh, we'll, we'll do, do your pie. We'll do the. Come podcast there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get more out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you want your life to go? Mm. I'd like to be president. You I visualize could, being could. president of the United States. I'd be such a fucking good president. Yeah. Um, what would be your platform? I'm just being honest. I, I like that you I, have I the confidence really to say that. Yeah, I would. I what would. would your platforms be? Your main issues that yeah. you care about? So energy has to be entirely free. Mm-hmm. And it can only be, it has to be completely free, like Star Trek free. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we can't, so... So all of your energy, everything that you use is entirely free. So Con Ed, um, done. Done. No more bills. Okay. No more bills. You, you don't have any turn energy the lights bills. On and it's yours. You drive endlessly and uh, you just leave the lights on. And we, uh, the entirety of Bangladesh is air conditioned. Um, okay. And it has to, it, it can't only just be free. Do you know that you're not going to be with your president? You don't have power over Bangladesh. Well, huh? your international policy can include <laughs> cooling. Oh, I was like, are you president? Of not the this wo- president of the world. Anyway, I like to be president. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, I'm making like another album, takeover. and I'd like to um, make this album um, now and put it out. And uh, so I see my life in the in the very near term about actually being on this tour and. Um, it being lovely and being like a, a celebration and being um, the people in my band, we really love each other. And uh, there's been so many years where I've had these toxic relationships and I've gone through a lot of work to get the people around me where where we really have empathy for each other mm. and excitement around each other. We're kind of like a bunch of puppies. Yeah, support system. And we're like we're in this we're in that thing and we we really like playing music together and to 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 bring that. And I know that's like that's not where I see my life going, but that's like what's in front of me and mm. I'm fucking about it. Yeah. God. It gives you a lot. It gives you a lot of joy. I mean, yeah. what the fuck's the point of life if you're not going to like love and be loved? D- doesn't yeah, but I'm mean not romantic. because I'm an observer and I sit outside and no one loves me. Well, that's not kidding. true. I just, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, that's not <laughs> true. Didn't land that one. Yeah, you got. <laughs> it's harder than it's harder it's than hard. it seems. Yeah, I'd be ter- I'd be, I, I don't just say I'd be terrified being a comedian. <laughs> I have no problem getting up and, and singing songs with people on acoustic guitar, but like, yeah, to do what you do, you don't to- have crutches. It's just you. You seem yeah. like you like starting trouble, which in my opinion is the first comedians. step into being a comedian. I definitely Being like punk. I came up punk rock and I, I feel like I still am punk and, and like go ahead and say it and if it if if it 
see how it lands. With, go go with where it goes. Yeah, if it yeah. always lands, yeah. you're not taking any risks. Yeah. There has to be like uncomfortable like moments. That last of joke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. that means that you're willing to try. Yeah. And just yeah. be like, yeah, it didn't work. And you got to sit in it and be okay with it. Yeah. And love yourself through it. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This has been uh, fun. We are, what are we, so people, you want to let people listen to your podcast or you're not? on tour? <laughs> we could tell them no. If you but. can find it, to the <laughs> 1,500 of you out there who listen to our podcast, um, um, see you sometime. See you this summer. Yeah, yeah you're, you'll wine. be on tour. Pot yeah. of wine. See you this summer. Um, yeah, but, but, uh, but yeah, come see us this summer on the Summer Gods tour. Um, oh, so you're asking like uh, music you're listening to? I love Hockey Dad. <laughs> Um, okay. I fucking love Hockey Dad, and they are opening for us this summer. And they're, oh, cool. they are these like two like like surfer fucks from <laughs> uh, Australia. And every <laughs> song that they have, they have a song called "Listen to the Song." I need a woman. It's just fun. It's so good. It's just like it's like punk that reminds me of local H a little bit. Um, I yeah, I love them. So I'll be like I'll be listening to them. At the beginning. Nice. Cool. Of the show. Thanks for having me. Was it? Thank yeah. You. Did you enjoy your time here with us? On <laughs> I did. I just feel like, you know, I just realized that I'm really shitty at <laughs> when you ask the questions like, what's your favorite color? What's your like? What's your what's what's a you know, what's a um, who are your horniest groupies? Like yeah. any specific question. I just suddenly Blank. I tend to. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I put on the uh, spot. I don't know. Maybe our energy is just so vibrant that it fogs your brain to think about answers no, more accessibly. I, I come to fucking New York and what do we do here? This is a very unhealthy city. I mean, I was like not going to drink last night. Oh so yeah, you can't. Backstage, yeah. we do this. We do this private show. It's a birthday party. Oh wow, it was great. Wait, That's, you do private? Wait, you right. private shows? We no, need, we don't do private shows. Wait, we don't do any private shows. Oh, he's going to tell us don't do, There's a price don't for do everything. Private shows. I know. I know a girl who had a sweet sixteen that like Beyonce showed up to. What? So yeah, it was on a TV show. I said I know it, like I knew her, but it was oh. like my sweet sixteen. So we played Beyonce's <laughs> friends. Um, Sweet 16 party <laughs> last night um, at this place called the McKittridge and it was oh, really yeah. kind of a shit. Sleep and no afterwards more. I was, wasn't was going to drink, but the, um, the, the person's birthday. So we had a few glasses of champagne and then we just went out to the pub with yeah. the band afterwards. And then it's we fun. just had three or four yeah. tequilas. Yeah. And so yeah. I woke up with a head of mud again. Night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again. All right. Like well, tonight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you How have the two fuck do we wind this thing up? <laughs> At some point, they're just gonna it's like we'll, we're just gonna stop. We'll stop it. But yeah. you, okay, so I'm gonna stop it now. So you, you got you, don't think of any more answers to questions. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So this has been guys. We fucked the anti slut shaming <laughs> podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. Woo. Come in quiet. Guys, we fucked is presented by Luminary, created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? Backs turned to the wall again. You know you. And we're back. This I'm little s- rascal. I'm sorry to do this. <laughs> guy. But, you know, throughout this thing of like, I'm like, there was one thing I really wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah. Take these off. And um, I don't even know how this has to do exactly with guys we fucked. But I was, but I think there's something about like, I don't know, 
you, you, you'll figure it out. Okay. But the thing I wanted to talk about, <laughs> since I clearly wasn't going to talk about people I had sex with, was was uh, when I was, I don't know, maybe 17 or something, uh, I I knew this girl and I think we were at like, like maybe an amusement park. I don't exactly remember what it was, but she was wearing pink and we made out and she smelled amazing. And that was it. And we didn't, like no, but it was. It Did was, you know her? No, but it was. Oh, just had a beautiful deep. moment. We made out in a car. Yeah, and uh, and we made out to Depeche Mode, and it was blasphemous rumors. Mm-hmm. And we were listening to um, Live One Hundred and Five in San Francisco, which was the alternative rock station. And years later, uh, I had my first album out, and I was on the radio doing an interview, and we were taking callers, and and. People call in and she calls in and she reminds me of who she is in this moment. And I got nervous and I went, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, she, you know, like this. And the guy go, okay, well, we'll move past that one and hung up on her. And I dissed her and I, I like, and I, and I've carried that with me. So that moment was really special to you in the car. It and, was, yeah. it was. And then I'd like, and, and instead of just, instead of like, actually like, like, you know, being with there and, and saying, uh, you know, give me your number on the phone or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. on, on, on air. Right. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done, but I couldn't, with her. I couldn't like connect. Why in, in that, that moment? moment? Why did you freeze in that moment? Uh, because I was in this public setting and okay. it just, it just. I don't know. I don't know why, um, but I did, and and like I carry that. I I know I caused harm, mm. and I also missed out. Yeah. So you know that's why I wanted to come back on your if you're on out your there. show just for, just this is because. such a Delilah. Did moment. you meet her that day and then you made out in a car? I don't know. Okay. I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was an important kiss. Only parts life. of the day have stayed with him: the pink, the Depeche, and the kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we cleared. I just want to get that said. Thank you for. If you're out there, woman. If you're out there, car woman, please email us at sorry about last night show at gmail.com. Absolutely. And we'll connect you guys. Gonna, we're going to probably connect you to his manager and then the yeah, manager will connect you to but him. Yeah, and we got to make sure. And I promise to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. That's really sweet. That's a very sweet regret. An addendum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do a podcast addendum. Okay. Gotta take care of yourself before you get in bed. You just wanna close
is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.